about your family. Me and my family. Welcome to the the Cohens. <laughs> is uh, that your family portrait? Yes. This is uh, my stepfather. He uh, just beat my mom two days ago, but she put on makeup so she looks beautiful. And this is my sister. She's transgender. The modern day family. Yes. Okay. Here's the thing right now. I already feel so bad because you got a chakra rock thing and you look great. And uh, I look like I just came back from Skid Row. <laughs> and that's not cool, dude. You didn't tell me this is a you got to look good podcast. No, you look great. What are you talking about? Why did your voice go up so high just now? When you said you look great? <laughs> I just have a high, I have a high voice. No, you look great. Oh. Does this make me look better? It (laughs) It looks, you know what? It looks like, it makes me look like exactly where I belong, the alley. (laughs) You know what? Go back to the white family. Wait, is this a serious (laughs) podcast? I don't know. If it is, then I will be serious. You know what? No, no. I, okay. (laughs) <laughs> no, I wanted to. So, so basically, with this podcast, uh-huh. I like to talk to people that inspire me. That go. <laughs> oh wait, inspired? Did you say okay? Just inspire, kidding. Yeah, or like they go after their their dreams and goals. I just recently met you at a comedy club and seen you a few times because you are, for those that don't know, a stand up comic. Stand-up yeah, and um, I thought you were hilarious. You made me laugh really so nice. much. Thank and you. And then I started looking at your Instagram, and I realized we have c- quite a few things in common just with our upbringing. I like saw that you what? Talk- well, I see that you talk to your dad quite a bit, which I think is awesome. Um, the only three times I talked to him was through Instagram. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, you know, was listening to one of the ones where you talked about them, like, hitting you growing up. Your parents were, like, you know, and then the teachers. And I kind of grew up in that way, too, where we got punished and spanked and hit a lot. And yeah. um, and just the way that you were saying, like, with school, that you weren't really that into school. Yeah. Same. Like I just felt like I would do things on purpose with friends to get kicked out because I had more fun sitting outside with them than in school. And I just like was tired of feeling like a failure all the time. So I'm like, well, then I'm going to choose to fail at this point. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like listening to that and I'm like, oh, I really want to have you on because first of all, I feel I, I love that you're going after your dream of doing comedy uh, because I know how hard it is. Like I've worked, uh, we talked about this, like, uh, you know, I worked at all the comedy clubs doing photography and I've met a lot of yeah. comics and I know it takes a lot. It's like a huge commitment. And um, so I respect that. And then hearing like your upbringing and my parents and I are like very close now, but growing up was really tough. Um, Cause on one side, of things they were great and like also took us to disneyland i heard your dad say that we took you to disneyland like they would take us to disneyland and we never wanted for anything and i got spoiled on holidays and all that on the other hand there was a lot of like uh like with my mom especially like hitting and spanking and like that was a lot and so finally at like 17 i had had it and I was drunk. I came home from a party drunk and 
and she was like trying to take my keys away and she hit me so I hit her back and we go out and my dad's like that's it you're done get out of our house and like kick me out at 17 um have, and you, have so, you talked about this on the pod I don't think I've ever said that I, I've talked about getting like in a fight with my mom and getting kicked out but I've never yeah. like said why and that was obviously my bad but after getting like I was also at the time in a really abusive relationship so I felt like I was like getting hit at home like not a lot but like you know like if I didn't do something right or I pissed my mom off like she'd come like spanking or hitting or whatever and then um then in my relationship when I that I got in when I was 16 he was abusive and I didn't know how to like tell anybody which i have talked about on here before oh. and it and so i just felt like which is why i started partying a lot and drinking a lot to try to escape and i hated school and the whole thing and so um i think that day i had just had it and i was so tired of like getting pushed around that i finally just hit back you know did you did you uh did you give up on yourself when you say you when you said that um you just didn't do good in school and you just choose not to? Was that like you giving up on yourself? I kind of, I wouldn't say like giving up on myself. I think I just had made a decision to, to, it was like a, a survive. It was like a, yeah, I just, um, I think like in the moment, I didn't realize that's maybe what I was doing, but I just would do day to day, like what I had to do to graduate and get out. So mm -hmm. I was like paying people to do my homework. I would like work out deals with um, like certain students to like help me cheat on a test or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not even going to try anymore because I just like don't want to feel dumb. And, and at home, like my mom, and this makes her sound so bad. She's not <laughs> bad, I swear. Like we have a good relationship now, but she would get so frustrated if I didn't get something right she'd be like you're an idiot you're not gonna amount to anything like you i can't believe you don't understand this like she just had no patience because she's really smart and she just didn't she's what not a she good teacher for what it well grow she's retired now but growing up she worked for um a bank and so okay. she's just really um yeah she's just really smart she's a quick reader she's a quick learner and i think mm. she just didn't have the patience to like teach and she get frustrated but like in therapy I've had a lot of therapy like looking back it really like affected me as an adult some ways in bad some ways in good to where um you know I feel like on one hand like I had to retrain the way I think because I was always told you know that I'm an idiot that I'm not going to amount to anything that you know, all these things from, you know, from my ex-boyfriend, from my mom, like, and so it was hard to, like, retrain myself to, like, to think differently, that I'm not those things, that I'm not what, you know, because she just said it out of frustration and all of this. But then also, like, you were saying in one of your videos that you feel like the way your parents raised you helped you to have empathy and you can relate to a lot of different people. And I think that that's helped me too, because I've had so many different things happen that I wouldn't change anything because right now, like, I just love the person that I am. And I know you had said the same thing, like, and, and I think a lot of that has to do 
with the way that we were raised. And um, it looks like you have a good relationship with your dad. I have a great relationship with my parents now, but it took a lot of therapy and a lot of help and a lot of years. And like, mm. and we're, we're great. We're in a great place now, but like, I heard you and I'm like, Oh, like, and that might be like where the comedy comes from because you're so good. And I feel like a lot of ta that talent like comes from somewhere from the, the past, you know? Yeah. I, um, I, for the longest time, like, I, you know, I, I don't think any kids want to, I mean, especially growing into a adult as a kid, you don't ever want to just blame your parents. But a lot of the times you're like, well, I don't, not everybody always um, think about their past life and try to think about their personality. I think, I think a lot of people um, just, you know, just do things and then they don't really go, oh man, is it my parents? But, and some do. And uh, I, I think uh, for people who thinks a lot and thinks more about their life and why they are as a person um, would want to just find answers and be like, why am I the way I am and uh, why am I always sad? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And then I think, you know, yeah, just from that, it was really hard because I didn't live with my, with my parents until fifth grade. They will come and have dinner or like on the weekend sometimes. And uh, so I only really live with my parents for maybe four or five years total. And, uh, and it's because they're trying to work and, you know, uh, and provide, like, if they didn't do that, maybe we wouldn't be in the U.S. by now, you know, like, mm. maybe we would still be struggling, you know, in Taiwan, so yeah. if you, if somebody would have choose, would you be like, hey, would you want, like, a, would you want to see your parents all the time, and then stay in Taiwan, or would you want them to not be there, you know, most of the time, and then, but then have a better, you know, so I don't know, so that's what I'm saying, I, I think um, uh, people who, you know, that need, figure out what they like you know the wise and then maybe they'll be happier if they're more cerebral type of person mm -hmm. so uh, yeah so yeah but a lot of stand-up is stem from uh i was just like you like i i you i mean you heard it in the in, in the small clips that i did on instagram i was just i gave up on myself like in school and um it's just because like I tried really hard and it was never good enough. So I was like, why am I trying anyways? Like if it doesn't matter what grade I get, it doesn't matter if I got, you know, a C or a D plus or like an F, it, it doesn't matter. I, they would, it was just never good enough. I mean, I never went to B or A, so I don't know if they will be happy then, but I, I don't <laughs> think so. But regardless, I was just, um, I was never good enough. So I, so I just said, fuck it. I'm like, why would I try if, the teachers and the my parents like nobody think I'm good enough. I, I'm just gonna um, like who cares? And I and I enjoyed being kicked out of class. So uh, it seems like yeah, that that that's what it is. Did you have a lot of friends in school? I always had good friends, but they're also failing everything. Yeah, so we have a lot in common, and uh, I smoked weed for the first time uh, when I was. 14 and um i got really into it and then and i got really into weed and i, and I got really into uh ecstasy and then uh <clears throat> i got into uh, yeah i started drinking then too and then i did some illegal stuff to get money mm. i can't put i can't say it it's, <laughs> it's crime it's crime <laughs> 
you heard it here, people. I'm just kidding. No. Um, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Did you um, did you also do like bad stuff, like do drugs and stuff like that? No, that's so funny because I didn't. It's weird because when it came to school, I was I always knew I wanted to like do photography or acting or I wanted to do something that in my mind, like school didn't matter because I want to be creative. Yeah. I knew I didn't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that. And so I just wasn't interested. I just did what I had to do to like get out. And I, and I knew I didn't like give up on myself in that way, but I just knew that like, I didn't care about what they were teaching. Then when it mm -hmm. came to, being social um like i did have a few close friends but they were all actually really smart and like got straight a's which yeah. is why i was able to like cheat a lot and like you know have them help me out and um they were like the popular kids and i would say that i was like the like i wasn't that popular but i had this like group of girls that were and i was like like no boy like cared about me but like they loved all my friends and i just kind of somehow snuck in there and oh my god but how sad were people. you though i well that's the thing and then i find this older kid that lived down the street he was 19 i was 16 and that was like my first real relationship and he was oh. on drugs and sold drugs i found out later and was like always getting arrested and was abusing me and he mm. i was scared of him so i didn't know how to tell anybody what i was going through that's when i started drinking a lot but to me um i was like scared of doing drugs like i didn't um because and this is probably a huge reason why so i was in a car accident when i was eight which i've talked about on here before um, we were hit by a drunk driver. Um, the impact was 140 miles an hour and we hit head on. And in the hospital, they gave me a morphine drip. And at eight years old, like, I don't know how they didn't put a limit on this or what, but yeah. I just kept pressing it and pressing it. And to this day, I remember the feeling of morphine, like coming through my veins and and it was amazing. And And I just kept hitting that button and I overdosed on it. And I just remember like coming off of it, they had to strap my legs and my arms to the bed and I like couldn't stop moving them. Like I had no control over my body and that scared me from doing any drug because I always had that memory. So when someone was doing drugs, like even back then, like weed wasn't as, I mean, people did it, but it wasn't legal. I was scared because I'm like, why isn't it legal? People would say, oh, it's not a big deal. But back then to me, I was like, it's a drug. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing weed. I'm not doing ecstasy. I'm not doing. So I hung around a lot of people that did, but I didn't do anything but drink. So to me, drinking was like more normal and like right. not a like not illegal, except I was like 16. But, um, but yeah, so I drank a lot, but then it got a little out of hand where I was just constantly trying to to drink because I was so depressed all the time and um and it was just easy to get I had older friends and stuff and so um it was yeah it became so a little I, bit I also I also um had a lot of older friends because I feel like because I just always wanted to be cool because younger friends they can't buy alcohol they're not doing as much drugs and they they're they're not as I don't know it just seems like because it just seems like when you're in like middle school or high school, all you want to be is to be older and is to be more mature. And I'm like, I'm just going to hang out with the mature people. 
But yeah. then I was like, right? Yeah, and I just felt like I related to older people. Like, and I still yeah. do. My friends, I'm 34. All my friends are in their 50s or 60s. Um, uh, I rarely have anyone that's my age. When I think of like guys that I've dated and serious relationships, most of them have been a little older than me, like in their early 40s. Um, you know, and so like recently. And so I, I think I've always felt, and I don't know if that has something to do with the fact, but I don't know, like even when I was a kid, I like a little kid, like, like five, six, seven years old, I have memories of, I would rather hang out with the teachers than I would the students because I felt like, like my peers, because I just felt like I couldn't relate to them. And maybe it has something to do with the accident I was in and being around adults at that time for so long. Um, I don't know what it was, but I just felt like I knew I wasn't very good at school because I didn't care about any of that stuff. Like it wasn't until later I started getting interested in history. And like, I almost like learned more after school than I did actually in school because I actually started to care. But, um, but in that time, I just knew I wanted to be creative. I knew that like, I people my age I felt were just so immature and I felt so like you know just a like an old soul in a way and yeah. I grew up watching old black and white movies with my grandma and like I just felt like I was more mature than everybody so I would look at people my age and I'm like you're an idiot I don't and I still feel that way <laughs> yeah so yeah I don't know what it is but my mom is the exact same way and I know that it doesn't she seriously is as she didn't have any friends because of that she just think she just thought like these people are idiots and I'm like mom <laughs> well she like, went through a lot too, too <laughs> <laughs> she went through a lot though yeah yeah right? she, she did go through a lot and um but I know this doesn't it doesn't seem like it because I know I'm you know I'm a, I'm such a goofy fuck but it, I I did feel that because like um, I think I did everything younger so then now but still I have so many insecurities where like maybe is the LA thing because when I see people I go especially if they have status like comics or whatever or like people that are really smart or you know because sometimes I'll go on Instagram and then I'll see women. Will, or even dudes, but most women that I see uh, that will post like 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 a we like like a really unique olden movie, and then they'll like overlay with the like a really mute like this music that is old as well, and then it would just be that in a story. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> or, or 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 like a lady that is like you know. Marilyn Monroe, something like that, and then like it would like be like a really artsy shot, and I'm like, what? Is, like, what did I? That's it's not food, it's not ice cream, because I like ice cream. I'm like, what did I just see for five five seconds? But the thing is, like, when I see that, I'm like, oh man, like, is she really artsy? I feel like she's really cool because then I'll see her their photos, and then it will be like some. Um, some like cool shot like like did you see my face no i'm hiding behind a wall but also <laughs> you see half of it i'm hot kind of kind of shot and then i go oh man but they're so fucking cool but then like so i'll get insecure because i'm like man why am i not you know cool like or, or like why why do i not know something they do you know what i mean but then 
on the others because I'm not cool in their eyes for sure because they're you know hips are or like really like this I don't know how to say it. I'm not hating I'm just saying like it's so different but then I go but I, I'm from Taiwan they probably like people who do that probably don't respect it and uh people probably don't respect the different cultures and they, like people like that might not uh they, they're probably maybe into like literature or other things but they might not be the and i have to constantly at the end of the day what i'm trying to say is like i have to constantly remind myself to be like hey uh you know it's okay to be different and the things that you're into they're not into and and it's just different but the thing is i am open-minded to uh know what their thing is like i want to ask them i just never gotten the chance so back what you were saying about uh being an old soul sometimes i do feel that way because i feel like man like these things i don't get it but but it seems like it's cool and people do it yeah no i think that um wait I hold on before you yeah. you say the thing sorry to interrupt you because you're the host no, um, no worries but i feel like i have a little power just to interrupt you right now yeah totally no do i'm it. kidding <laughs> but are you what's your ethnic background um mostly italian irish oh, okay but i'm kind okay, of a okay. mutt like my dad is mostly italian my mom is kind of a huge mix of everything and my dad is from la originally my oh. mom is from oklahoma and like basically just white but like she's like she did her like dna thing and she's just a huge mix where my dad is mostly just italian so oh okay i want to do it because i really don't know you grew up where though well i grew up in southern california but near san diego where did you grow up where do we start um so i grew up in so yeah 15 years i i was in taiwan and then 15 years in the u.s so uh -huh. i'm 30 now and um i when I came to the U.S. is mostly in California. So I was, I was in oh, Carlsbad, okay. San Diego, Orange County, and then, and then now L.A. for three years. So, but I didn't want to um, go on a tangent if, if you were going to say something. And then I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, no, I was just going to say, like, I completely get, like, moving to L.A. and seeing these people. Like, first of all, I think that society has definitely told us, right, like, what's cool and what's not what's successful and what's not and so i was just having this conversation with someone yesterday that we think that like like the types of women i think you're probably talking about or even like some men like we were kind of trained to to look at certain types of people and lifestyles uh like the rich and famous the kardashians like that type of these influencers on instagram as like they're successful, they have it all. And I was very intimidated moving here and working at Equinox. It's like this beautiful gym and all these people are just so beautiful. And I'm from a small town, you know, that might as well be like the Midwest. I mean, I grew up with like farms and cows and orange groves and it's only two hours away from here, but totally different vibe. And yeah. so moving here, I felt with my background as like, you know, just like not feeling enough, not feeling attracted, getting, you know, beat by the sex boyfriend and like cheated on and all this. Like, I just felt like people were Does it still hurt um, with the boyfriend things, the ex-boyfriend things? No, you know, I've had so much, I've done so much work that it really yeah. hasn't, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt anymore. 
I will say that there are certain things that trigger me every once in a while that I don't mm. realize until it happens. I'm like, yeah. oh, and it's like a flashback where I'm like, oh no, you can't, you can't say that to me, you can't do that to me because it is like a little trigger. But majority oh. of the time, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, moving here and seeing like all of that was very intimidating. And so, like you, I kind of felt like, oh, they're not going to like me or what. But then once I started doing the work and reading these books, like I read the four. Uh, agreements and that was i read it i read i read two i had two agreements that's another <laughs> two that's agreements half of, half of what you read <laughs> okay it's by another person okay okay no uh, i didn't no. read it but i think i did read it i oh. tuesdays with maury I just want, <laughs> there's another one yeah i My, want mine's it. wednesdays My, mine's <laughs> wednesdays. wednesdays with him <laughs> it's a similar book but it's only 10 pages <laughs> No, no, but go ahead. Sorry. So you read the books? Can you? I, I yes. wish I, I. I wish that you read it, and then I just wish that I know so, it. So. Know it? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. So many words, damn it! Well, I you know, you I know, I school, know. But what but, got you to like? What you you said you weren't good in school, but what got you to like? Oh, you will sit down and 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 read. Uh, you know, and and then. Well, yeah, I think what it is is like when I I'm someone who from from a really young age when I feel like this is just my personality. I don't, I talked about this before on here. I don't necessarily think it's a good thing, but when I'm told to do something, yeah. I will do the opposite. I'm just by nature. Yeah. Um, like I, I will have in my mind, like I'm going to clean my room today. And then my mom, I'm going to do this. I want to do this. It's a mess. I'm going to clean it. And then my mom would come in and say, you're not going anywhere till this room is clean. I'm like, well, I'm not cleaning my room today. That's I'm not mm. doing that. And I would like rebel. And that's how I've always been and still yeah. catch myself being that way. And so I think when I had to do it for school, I rebelled and I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. But as I got older, I really wanted to learn. I wanted to educate myself. Um, so then I started to like, you know, like read different books and I'd hear about a book or someone would say, Oh, have you read this? Oh. And, and I wanted to like know what they were talking mm -hmm. about. So I started reading cause I was interested in learning. Yeah. And in this book, it was very eye opening in a way where it says like, you can't like the way that people treat you is not about you at all. It's about them. So then when I was thinking about my mom getting upset at me and, and hitting me sometimes and all that, like she was upset because my dad and her didn't really have a very good relationship back then. It's better now, but, and he's like cheated and he left and there were some things that he did and she was so angry and she wasn't feeling good enough. She started gaining weight and she wasn't happy with herself so she projected on me, like, you're not going to amount to anything. You're not, because that's how she was feeling. And so that's how it is. I think with, a, with everybody, like they, when, and then when you think that they're assuming something about you, that's really like, you're Your assuming. Yeah. And they're probably not thinking that at all. So yeah. I really tried hard to like, not assume that someone's thinking something about me. Um, and if they do, if someone does something to me, it's not me. It's like their stuff. It's their it's, insecurities. It's and so, so hard though. Even it's as so an adult, hard. It's even so as hard. An adult, especially a kid, you don't even know like this thought process even existed. Like, oh, it's them. Whenever people say to you, like, oh, it's definitely me. Cause they, <laughs> yeah. they point at their fingers in my face and go, you, 
are ugly and why'd you shit your pants today? <laughs> and I'm like, I did shit my pants. It, I do smell a little bit. <laughs> but what's funny about you is like I meet you and I feel like you had this like, what's funny is when I first met you, I was like, oh, he's funny and he's got this confidence. And then there was a moment where you got a call from, I'm not going to say names, but you got a call. We yeah. were at a comedy club and you got a call from another comedy club and they were like, if you're over there, you're not going to be here anymore and you need to get here right now. And, and you were really like nervous because you didn't want to upset them and you were going to leave and go there. And I had like this moment of like, Oh, he's not as, and I don't mean this. I'm just saying my observation is, um, you're a people pleaser, which is nothing wrong with that. I'm not a fucking people pleaser. Get you, off my podcast. You wanted to, you were a people pleaser, which is great. But <laughs> but pleaser. in my mind, they were disrespecting you and not really realizing your value because I think you have a, a lot of value. And for them to kind of give you that ultimatum, I was expecting you to be like, fuck you. Like, I'll go there when I want to go there. And, like, I can go to any comedy club I want. And you were really nervous about it. And I thought, I wish he saw what, what I saw. Because you are hilarious. And I think that you have, like, a huge... Like, I just... I've been in this, like, industry. Not that I'm a comic. But I've seen so many comics from start to where they are now. And I've called, like, everybody. Like, they're going to be big. And now they've got, like, their Netflix specials and all this. And I see you and I'm like, he's so good. Why is he letting this person like, like upset him? Because you, you have so much talent. And if I were you, I'd Mom? be like, okay, fuck Mom? you. <laughs> Just gonna, then I'm never coming back. You're yeah. lost. Bye. Wait. Like, that's how I wanted you to handle that situation. You thought, wait, you thought I was confident when we met? Yeah, I did. Dude, I'm, that's so crazy because I'm like that I every time I'm not exaggerating every time I'm out, I feel insecure always. And I just want everybody to like not li like me, just at least. OK, you remember? Do you remember the um, do you remember the girl that's a comic? Do you remember that? Yes. And then, yeah. OK, she that was the first time that I met her. I didn't know her, but she was not nice. I don't like her. She wasn't very friendly. She was also really know, scared I, of. She was also really scared of COVID, and not everybody was wearing masks. And I think she just wanted to sit in her corner with her mask and like chill out because I think she was a little nervous that not everybody was wearing a mask. Okay, yeah, maybe that was the thing. I don't know, but she said some stuff. But I, but I don't want to get into. Her. But um, but wait, okay. So me, like always, when I, I don't really like being out. And um, I'm not confident. I'm not confident. That's the thing. Because, <laughs> but I want to be. And, and, and then sometimes they're like, and then it's a constant reminder of always like, just be you, man. Because whether or not people like you, you know, uh, you, you deserve to be happy. And you, you could choose to be happy. You could not deserve, but you could choose to be happy. And uh, why would you always want to live, uh, be in fear every time you go out? And why, um, yeah, just because, just you know because stand-ups always anybody everybody has doubts about themselves and uh being not confident and you know there's a lot of like instagram people that's like you just gotta believe in yourself it's like 
Yeah, but what if I don't believe in myself? How do I believe in myself if I don't believe in myself? And they just go, you just got to believe. It's well, like- you, <laughs> you have to find your, um, I think you just, in order to like kind of believe in yourself and get that confidence, you have to find your value. And it doesn't matter if everybody else sees it, like you have to see it. Yeah. And I try to struggle. I, I tried to fill, find the value, but I just, it's, it's been a hard, it's, it's been a, because I, this is what I do. And like all the time, I'm always really impressed with people that are confident because, and I think uh, North American culture are just more uh, taught to grow, growing up, like to be more confident, obviously not always like you, you know, not not everybody, but I'm saying like as a culture, because every time I see somebody confident, I'm like, how do they do that? And then because to me, it's always like you're you're never you're never good enough because it's like, OK, you're the cl- for example, if you're the class president, OK, you're a class president. Then there is the president of that grade. And then as a student and then if you if you're the president of the grade level, then now you you could you're not the president of the school you're not the principal of the school and even if you're principal of the school there's you're not the governor you you could be the governor you're not the you know do you know what i'm saying like there's yeah. always somebody to me there's always somebody better and and then i have to remind myself like oh but you don't have like would you trade your life like that's what i always how how i try to remind myself like a um would you have that person's life? Like, would you want to be Elon Musk and be the most wealthy person, but have his brain and have his life and have uh, his family? The answer is always no to everybody. You know, like you wouldn't want to trade your life with anybody because you do like, uh, maybe not everybody's in this situation, but to me is always no, but I still get jealous of, uh, Sometimes I, I, I always have to remind myself like that confidence thing mm-hmm. is I just I never understood how people could just walk around confident like they are the shit. Right. When, you know what I mean? Well, like that. Yeah. 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 I think that I know exactly what you mean. I think for me training for the last 10 years, a lot of high profiled, successful people um, that has shifted the way I see success and confidence because I get to see like the real them and the, the inside the home. And um, I will tell you that like 90% of the most successful people that I've trained that are millionaires, if not billionaires are miserable and they have awful family life and they seem to have it all together, but they are miserable. And you know, it's really depressing Uh, for them is they have made it what um, like the American dream that is what everybody says like they've got their helicopters and their jets and their their multi-million dollar homes in the hills and like all of this and they're miserable and that's to me worse than like struggling to to make it or be uh, you know the, the American dream because at least you have this like I'm happy and I have this hope for the future. But then when you get there and you're still not happy, that's a problem. And where do you go from there? And so I've seen that so many times and I've seen that people are not actually confident at all. And then 
And so, and they just put this persona on. And so I have learned that I, I personally do better when I don't look at the American dream as success. I look at like, am I happy with who I am today? Am I happy with my pillars of life, my health, my spirituality, my family, my friends, my financial situation? Like, am I happy? And if not, then I need to work on that because I know that that's success for me. But like today I woke up and I felt good and I can move my body and work out and I, you know, like feel good physically and I can say that I have a great relationship with my friends and my family and I have this dog and I live in this house. I'm, I'm like... Um, you know, I don't have to worry. I'm not rich by any means, but I don't have to worry about paying my bills. I, I'm not stressed about it. I have money in the bank. And so by, for by me, way, I'm um, like, success. you will never sponsor me. I, I will sponsor you. If you'll wear my leggings on stage, I will be more than happy to sponsor you. I'm trying to go you. against your rebel personality. You will never sponsor <laughs> me. I will never want to be sponsored I, by you. I, <laughs> that's not what you said earlier. <laughs> no, nobody knows that. Nobody knows what I said. No, uh, but I, I think it's important to like retrain what we think is success. And I think that that's what gives at least me confidence is knowing that I know some of the most like quote unquote successful people where people will look from the outside and say, oh my God, I'm so jealous of their life. But I know the truth is that they're miserable. And what so, do they struggle with mostly? Like, I mean, I, I know it's case by case, but what are some things that you saw that they were struggling with that, because uh, I'm just, I'm curious, like what it would be like at that level yeah. when, when they have everything. I've seen different things where, um, so I, I've had uh, certain clients that like one spouse wanted to have kids, the other didn't. They just want to focus on their career. And now they've got a super successful career and they have like everything money could buy, but they're kind of lonely and they wish they would have had kids and it's too late or, you know, and then one blames the other one and they just kind of hold this like almost like hate or anger towards each other. And then they're just constantly trying to fight all the time because they're not really resolving the problem. And then I've had clients where they just really do have low self-esteem, even though they have everything money could buy. They just something in their childhood or whatever that they haven't taken care of. So they're trying to look for attention and they cheat a lot. And then the other spouse gets upset because there's a lot of cheating going on and then they go and try to get back at them or whatever it is. Um, so a lot of people that I've yeah, that I've like worked with that people on the outside would see they have this perfect family life or they have this, you know, they have everything. They're so successful. They're some of the most sad, lonely people that I've, that I've ever met. And then I have, you know, some friends and family that have like people wouldn't look at them and go, Oh, you have it all, but they're so happy. And to me, like that's success. And so I think, for me, that confidence, I used to not be confident at all. When I first moved here, I was so insecure. Um, and I think that what switched for me is, first of all, doing the work on myself, like the why. Why do I do this? Why do I choose men that are like that? Why do I allow this to happen to me? Why don't I? Why am I not successful? Or like, why am I not um, like uh, confident in myself? And once I did the work on myself, like, oh, it's because my mom would say this to me or this would happen to me or whatever, or I did this to myself. 
and I started to really like pick it apart and adjust those situations that helped. And then to see like the people that I've worked with and realize they have, they're at the top of the mountain and they're still not happy. I'm like, man, like they didn't do the work. They just like, they worked, um, to financially be in that situation, but they didn't do the inside work and they're miserable. So I just learned, I really need to do the work on myself to where if this was it, if this is my life, I want to be happy today mm. because there's no guarantee that we have tomorrow. And I want to yeah. make sure that I'm not thinking, Oh, I'm going to be happy when I'm married. I'm going to mm. be happy when I have kids. I'm going to be happy when I've hit a million dollars in the bank. Like I want to be happy now with mm. what I have. And I think that that is so important for, um, for your confidence. Cause if you could wake up every day going, yeah, I have, I'm so happy with where I am today, what I have today. I'm grateful that's like to me that's what gives me confidence and i look at other people no matter what they have that they that i don't i'm like i don't know their situation i don't want to compare myself to them because they could be miserable or maybe they're i wonder happy. I, I wonder if if they didn't um have that like empty hole that they they wanted to fill i wonder if they will be as successful do you know what i mean because that that was my that's like my sometimes i do think like that i'm like mm -hmm. man if um i i always i'm always happy and content obviously you could still work hard but i feel like in certain situations you pull like this emotion this i i don't know maybe i'm I, maybe i'm wrong but i just feel like when somebody is really desperate um and like really need something like wanted so bad and but even if it's in vain but because they want it so bad to chase that money or fame which whatever it is or uh you know i wonder if they didn't have that they were just happy with content with what they have i i'm i'm sort of in that mm -hmm. transition because like i'm transiting because for like the past eight years of my standup, I, I was so desperate and wanted so bad, but the, because of the pandemic, it gave all of us comic, it, the, everyone the, a year to think about their life. And I find myself to work less hard, even though I still have, um, you know, the insecurities. So, but what you were saying about um, people, you know, reaching a certain level and they're still not happy. I just wonder if they were happy, if they would go as far as they would have. I mean, there's probably something to that. I mean, you think of comedy, like I said, like it's you, like some of the best comics have a really dark past or they have mm. something that they're dealing with and they might not be as funny if they didn't like have something they were dealing with. And yeah, I don't know. You I don't know, know what if I mean? that's true, but I, what do you think? Do you, what, what do you think? I mean, I think that, I mean, it's possible both ways, right? Like I know some comics that had a great childhood and they're hilarious. And then I had, know that. Uh, <laughs> no, I do. Like, I oh, okay. like, like, fr like friends that I have that I've like oh. met and I'm like, like, okay, every comic is fucked up. So how was your childhood? You know? And they're like, no, no, actually I had a really good childhood and I'm, yeah. I have a great relationship with my family. I'm like, Oh, okay. But then I've met some that are like, yeah, I mean, this comes from a lot of trauma and I yeah. think it just, you know, like, I think it's, uh, it could be either one, but. I would um, like, like to know after the pod, you tell me which is this comedian. 
that had a really good life. Happiest, funniest (laughs) comedian. I've never met this person. I'll tell you after. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you have met him. I got to go drink Um, their blood because I got to be that guy or girl. But no, I do think that it drives you. I mean, like when I first moved to LA, I was, you know, in a bad bad place like mentally and and I didn't feel great physically and it and financially I had nothing and I lived in my car and that drove me to be more successful because I wanted so much more for myself and so it does it did give me this like this huge push to like be better and to work on myself and to get out of my car and be able to live you know independently and Um, So I do think that that drives you. But then I also, like now I would say I'm in a really good place, but I still have that drive to get to the next level that I want to be What's your one-year goal and your five-year goal? In your your career slash hobby. Like your career and your hobby, whatever hobby that you like and whatever career. Yeah. I wouldn't say I have like a, I set like time limit goals. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I do have a goal of writing a book and I'm actually like talking to um, a couple of publishers right now that my clients hooked me up with and so I'm figuring out like a book deal to write a book about my life ideally I would love for that to be a movie one day or a tv show and so I have these ideas and um, I you know I really want that to happen and so I'm in the works for that and then I also uh, have created a couple of different TV shows that I was pitching before COVID and I want to start pitching them again. And so I, I have like those goals, but I don't have, I just wake up every day and I, I hustle. Like I, I've been up since five this morning. I'm not done till like eight o'clock tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I am every day. Just go, go, go. And before you know it, I've like accomplished so much in a month and six months and a year, but I don't really set like, I feel like everything kind of works out in the timing it's supposed to. So Mm. even if I made those plans, I feel like it never, it's like, well, it wasn't time for that. And I don't want to be like forcing something Mm. when it's not the time, but I do have a picture of what I want my life to be and I want to create this book and I think it will help people and I think it will hopefully make f- people feel like they're not weird or alone or that no one understands them. I feel like I could relate to a lot of different people. And so I think it's important for me to put this book out and hopefully it goes somewhere else with it. And I have this like dream in the next few years of owning like my big goal to like live on the beach, have a beach house. And I would love if the right person came to like get married, which I know you're married. We haven't even talked about that. Um, But I would love for that person to come along and I would love kids, but I'm also like 34 and I, I would never like just get married or have kids to do it. So I've come to, um, like a place where if that doesn't happen, I'm okay. I have my dog. I'm happy. But ideally, yeah, everybody wants love. And so if I had like my beach house with my dream man and a kid, like I wouldn't be mad about it. What's your, who's your dream man? My God, my dream man. What like Like describe your dream man? Oh, okay. Um, Well, I, 
love a this is like my problem dating in LA because I am into creative men. Like I like I've dated like rock stars and pop stars and stuff. And so I've dated like people in the music industry. I've dated actors, um, directors, writers. I like the, the creative side of somebody. You're like well, uh, painters, electrician, uh, you know, <laughs> plumbers. Uh, I would dated this guy at Walmart, also Target, because I moved to LA. I gotta be bougie, so Target. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I've dated like like creative people, and and that's important to me because I like people that like go after what they are passionate about and don't just settle for like. Not that there's anything wrong with this, but for me, like someone that just works like a nine to five to pay the bills and they're miserable every day. Like, I don't want to come home to that. Like, I want to come home to someone who creates and is passionate. But, um, but I find that like, along with that comes a lot of narcissism sometimes. And so that's mm. like where I struggle with that. But my ideal guy would be someone that does what they're passionate about. Um, and that takes care of their body and is they don't have to be as like crazy into fitness as I am, but somebody that like cares about their body and working out and what goes into their body. Um, and someone that's just like happy and spiritual in some way. And, you know, is just like, could be like my best friend and someone that I respect enough to go to for advice about something. And um, so that's like really I guess like what I'm looking for is with somebody just, that could like be my best friend. Yeah. I'm just really happy that you are okay with being alone and with your dog. Oh yeah. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I am. I, I am totally happy with that. Though. I know. I know. But, but I, like, I it's funny because it's, a, it, it's funny, Jesus. but it took me Jesus. a long time to you get there. Your own face. I was like, <laughs> I'm just happy. You could, you know, happy with being a, you're like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> I am though. Like I'm totally happy with yeah. that. But like like I said, like everybody yeah. wants For to sure. be loved, For which sure. which now we need to get into this. So when did you meet your wife? Yeah. So I, I was gonna say for sure, like um uh I, I well, so me and my wife we've been together for fourteen years. Oh my god, since she like moved out here basically. Oh well she was born in Denver, but she's of Korean descent. Yeah. So the thing is, for sure, I love her to death. Well, of course, every couple has, um, you know, like problems, you know, yeah. that she is my best friend. And, um, and I'm really, I'm really thankful and lucky that uh, you said, because I, I, I don't know if I'm narcissistic, probably am. I probably am. I probably I'm narcissistic, but also very insecure i think you could have both can you have both i'm all i'm all fucking not sure myself can you have both I'm, I'm a fucking king am i a king no, no, I'm fucking, i don't know what i'm saying most of the time but i i am really lucky to have my wife because she knew me even uh when you know when i was doing drugs and a, a drunk and also you know like smoke, smoking weed and just a dum-dum um uh, so I'm, and then she's like a more like a calm person. We met at a birthday party in high school and, uh, and uh, I, I was like, one night I just chugged a whole bottle of, of red wine, which I'd never done. And she's, 
she said that I was talking to her about politics, which I never do. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. And I'm fucking 17. What do I know? <laughs> she said I was talking about, I was like, what? That, that's stupid because I would never talk about politics. I know nothing about it. But anyways, uh, yeah. And then um, in the beginning, it was like, we broke up literally 300 times. I'm not exaggerating. That number, because in the morning, we'll be like, what? Fuck you then. And then at night, one of us will be like, all right, well, what are you doing? <laughs> but this went on for like four or five years and even like after the fifth year like we would break up um this one time i remember i i so i went to visit her at her college and uh i um i i have packed a bag and because it was like spring break or whatever and i was in my college that was about to drop out in a year but i went there and uh, we were hanging out and then we got in a fight so bad and she's so she started throwing my clothes like She's not a bad person, I just want to say, but she threw, she was like throwing my shit everywhere. She's like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here, right? And yeah. I was like, all right. So I start folding my clothes like back into my luggage to get out, right? And I was folding it. And every time like I would fold four or five pieces of clothing, she would take it and fucking throw it out again. I'm like... <laughs> I'm trying to get the fuck out, but every time I fold my clothes, you fuck it up. It's hindering for me to get the fuck out. But, but she didn't um, really want you to go. She wanted you to yes, fight. Yeah. So that's the thing. So like at the end, she's like, "Don't fucking go." And then, but I did the same thing though too. Like sometimes I'll be like, "You get the fuck out," but then I'll be like, "I'm sorry," you know. But, but, uh, but yeah. But now. Um, but relationship is always work. You, you know this. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a friendship with family or with friends. It's um, if you don't talk to your family, you're going to lose the connection. Family is always family, yes. But the intimacy with any human being, it takes um, time and effort uh, with, with anybody. And um, you can't just expect your family or any friend or your partner to just be there whenever you come. Like you have to put in the work, you know, and uh, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but basically I need marriage counseling. <laughs> no, but I, I, there's like a couple, there's problems, but I don't want to, you know what I mean? Say it on the thing, but I can tell you later, but, um, but yeah, it's work. I don't know why I tell you, but maybe it was because I asked you, about your man and then you describe a perfect man. I was like, I want to meet this man too. So there's two men I want to meet. I want to meet your, your perfect, the man that it's in your imagination and also uh, the, the, comedian, the happy comedian. Happy and also very successful. <laughs> I got to meet both of those. You know a lot of people that I really want to meet. I, we need to be friends. We need yeah. to be friends. <laughs> we'll be friends. I need to get close to you, but not to have a friendship. We'll be friends. But just to get your resources. Yeah, of course. Of course. This is LA. I wouldn't no, expect yeah. to be different. Yeah. No, um, no mar marriage is a lot of work. I do know a couple of very happy couples. And they yeah. will even say, like, we are the happiest couple we know and it is a lot of work like and mm -hmm. we have a good marriage you know but they'll admit like it's just really hard you're taking two different people two different personalities and then when you guys meet in high school you don't really know who you are exactly and you're trying to figure it out and so when you're growing you're either going to grow together or you're going to grow apart and to keep yourselves growing together is so this much is how we work. do it we go 
we grow like this and we go, fucking goddammit, shit, <laughs> fucking fuck you. That's you know, there's um, there's someone that I, yeah, this um, this actor that I used to see at the gym all the time and his wife is an actress as well and I got in this conversation about, like, is marriage really tough when you're both so successful and traveling all the time and they got kids? And he's like, this is how I view marriage. He was like, it's like a, it's just a big circle, right? It's a cycle. And he was like, you you build each other up and you create life and whatever you're creating together and, and you're strong just so you can tear each other apart and hate each other and hurt each other. And then you just build back up stronger and it's like a muscle, you know, he's like, you tear it apart, but then it grows back stronger. And then you just do it again. You, f- you fuck up and you destroy each other and then you build. And he was like, and that's marriage. It's just this loop of, of like loving each other and creating and destroying and then creating and destroying. And that is life. Like that is marriage. And I'm like, oh, yeah. sounds great, but also miserable. Thank you. Yeah. Or, or you could just lie the whole time. <laughs> is that what you do? <laughs> What? No. That's not what we do in this house. No, no. no. Um, Aww. Yeah, well, but uh yeah, with anything. I yeah, I agree with you. Is uh it's it's is working. And then that's a really good way to describe it, like a muscle that you if it, it wouldn't grow stronger if you don't tear each other apart and and build it back up. It's so it's true. Easy. It really mm-hmm. is true. Um so I just last thing I want to ask is what is your goal for for the future? Like you're Excuse working me, this on is all my this podcast. stuff. I asked and... you what is your goal, <laughs> and you have answered your goal. This is, this is my podcast. <laughs> um, my goal. My goal. I'm honestly. Uh, you briefly touched on it, um, being like, I want to be happy now, and back. You know, I mean, I, I have certain things that I want to do, but I focus on loving being a stand-up i want to focus my energy on that and just because that truly makes me happy is when i do new bits and um and uh and know that some people enjoy it and i want more people to enjoy it so however i do that i'm trying to figure it out but in the process i just uh want to make sure that i keep on reminding myself uh why i started stand-up in the first place even though it's not monetarily tangible or um the way to success to just you know enjoy being stand-up but i do believe that um because so far um however far i've gone in stand-up is by really just focusing on uh writing bits and getting better as a stand-up and you know sucking whoever's dick that would let me suck it uh no but i also (laughs) What that I this is part of it though that you you gotta go network, but I don't like doing network things though. I like to just fuck around most of that. Like, okay, that show that that uh but okay, so my goal is that and I just want my ultimate goal is to have as many people that would come see me do stand-up as possible. And however I could get there, um, I would do the things that 
I'll be okay with myself doing to get to where I want to be. Back, like, I don't know, in the beginning when I started, I, I was like, I'll do anything. I'll act, I'll do commercials. But now I'm like, well, I don't want to do that audition because I feel like it was, is, is a waste of time and I'm not into doing it. It doesn't make me happy to do 300 auditions and then get one and then be happy about that. And so I could show it to everybody. That shit doesn't really make me happy. So I would, however I could get there with the things that I'm okay with to get to a place where... um well, where people will come see me stand up, but that show that uh, that at the uh, Venice Compound with yeah. Amanda Men, Jason Rogers, Jason Collings, I, and Ron Drossel and just now, I, I I love them, and that's like one of the shows where I know most of the people. Like the only person I didn't, I mean Joe Joe Bartnick, I, I knew of him, and I saw him a couple times, and he's cool too. But Basim, Basim, you remember Basim? Yeah, Yeah, it was just such a fun time. Honestly, most of the shows isn't like that. And you were there. And uh, yeah, and so it was just a fun time. It was just a positive energy. So I I, like those shows I would love. But most of the, I mean, a lot of the times it isn't really like that because it's not, you know, all like a goofy fun time with, with the people that you know and like to fuck around with. But I would like to do more of that, like with Will Burkhart, like my friend. And uh, that that's like, you know, my goal too, to remember to, you know, choose your friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay, before you ended and stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. I just want to say that thank you for being supportive and um and uh give me some encouragement and also a different perspective and uh at least for today if tomorrow i'll remember but maybe not but today (laughs) but today i appreciate your positive energy and uh sharing with me your experience and uh spending your time which is i think the most valuable thing uh in having a conversation and having me on one of your projects. Which oh, is thank you. And right back at that. you. I, I appreciate you taking the time and I can't wait to see like what you do next. I, I really hope that you like find yeah. your confidence because I will find I the just... ice cream in the freezer. First. <laughs> That's what I'm doing find the confidence, do that. And then find the confidence after the ice cream. Yeah. Because, um, because I think that once, once you find that, um, and really like find that, I think there's no stopping you. You have the talent and you have the stage presence. And it's funny that you say you don't have a lot of confidence because I just see so much of it when you're on stage and maybe that's because it's your happy place. Yeah. But, um, but I have been watching comics for a long time and I just, I do like, I, I hope that, that I've encouraged you a little bit to know that like, I see so much in you that I, I'm excited to see what you do. And I okay. appreciate you coming on here. I would never want you to be my manager. <laughs> I would never want you to be my manager. You the other day be. you asked me to be your manager. No, <laughs> I didn't. No, yes, you did. I'm live on your podcast. You said, you're my manager. And will you sponsor me? <laughs> when you're leaking on stage. I've never said that. Stop lying on my podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right all right all right well thank you so much jason for coming on and i will see you soon and uh tell everybody where they can check you out your comedy follow me on jason 
Who do I look? Do I look at the camera? Follow me on Jason Cheney. C-H-E-N-Y. C-H-E-N-Y. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you, Morgan. Have a good day. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. I have separation anxiety, so I got to leave first. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>